With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, Tiger fans. Welcome to your emergency Missouri Tigers football podcast brought to you by Rockin' Radio. I'm Nate Edwards. You know that guy. That's Quentin Corpuel. We're here to talk to you about the thing that happened, which is three three weeks to the day, Missouri fired, finally, finally hired a defensive coordinator. His name is Corey Batoon. Quentin, welcome to your first emergency podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm well. Um, thankfully, this is not my first emergency podcast uh, in all capacity. As I've, I've done a, a couple NBA ones when big trades have broken, uh, same with NFL. So I'm a little seasoned, but uh, I've never done a Mizzou one. And uh, I've heard these things can get pretty hectic, uh, especially when a new coach is hired. Um, and especially after it's been, again, three weeks, is a, it's kind of a long time in terms of uh, searching for a head coach slash coordinator. But Mizzou finally got their guy, and uh, we are here to talk about it. That's right. Literally three weeks of the day, um, three Fridays ago, as I was sitting in my basement watching Star Wars, uh, yeah, Blake Baker decided to leave, go back home to LSU. So it, it, when you tell someone, oh, it's it's three weeks, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it seems like an eternity, especially when you're going through a cycle where Nick Saban, of all people, gets replaced within two days. You know, <laughs> Kalen DeBoer gets replaced in two days. Um, you know, Michigan's probably going to fill their spot with an in-house, like, in-house hire. So, like, you look at this and you go, huh, how do you replace these great coaches so quickly and yet Mizzou can't find a defensive coordinator, you know, in double that time, let alone triple, quadruple that time? You know, Nathan Hurst and I said this on the show. That's not how Eli Drinkwitz does things. He's pretty methodical. He's very slow. <laughs> Nobody, He doesn't tell anybody anything. 
uh, which is really nice. So um, overall, you know, we got the we got the guy, and um, he comes from to us from South Alabama. I don't know how much about South Alabama you know, but um, you know, we are going to tell a five year old to go away. Um, <laughs> so we we know that uh, South Alabama. There she is. South Alabama is an excellent defense, uh, very havocky defense, and that's what. Corey Batoon is going to be coming to us from. So, Quentin, tell me, tell me what you know about South Alabama while I ask the five-year-old what she wants me to do for her. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually going to South Alabama in a few days for the Senior Bowl. So uh, I'm excited to visit their campus, go down to Mobile, as I've learned how that's pronounced in the past few days. Um, but uh, we were talking a little bit before the show uh, about his defensive alignment, which I think we can get into a little bit later. But I talked with uh, Josh and Adine on a podcast a few weeks ago about the fact that like I-, I was always a DJ Smith guy but we were all in agreement that if DJ Smith was the guy they would have done it pretty quickly yeah. and three weeks is not very quickly and so we both figured they were just scouting out their options again as you said taking their time and really nailing down someone they really liked and Corey Batoon has one connection to Eli Drinkwitz, uh, they were both, I believe, assistants at Arkansas State. Arkansas so State, yep. They uh, they know each other, and South Alabama had a very good uh, defensive unit um, under Corey Batoon's watch. I believe they finished uh, top. It was a top thirty, top twenty-five points allowed, and a, a few other statistics. But they they had good defenses. Uh, they were very aggressive, um, and even dating back to his time at uh, Hawaii. Um, which I believe, as you said in our uh, little Slack chat, is he the he's the first Mizzou football coach of Hawaiian descent? I'm assuming he is. I mean, I my knowledge goes back to the 90s, but I feel fairly confident. Hawaii is a football crazy town, but like you know, I feel like not a lot of native Hawaiians get into the coaching uh, realm, and very few end up at Missouri. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the case. But if anybody wants to fact check me, that's fine. No, he. Uh, but yeah, he is good at his job, uh, at least from what the statistics tell us. He is good at his job, had a connection to Drinkwitz. And uh, it was a little interesting because I hadn't heard his name at all yeah. in terms of potential hires. Um, we heard a bunch of other names like Jim Leonard, um, like DJ Durkin was floating around for a little bit. Uh, but Corey Batum was never, never mentioned, um, at least from what I've seen. So, um, but regardless, he's here. Um, he is the defensive coordinator for Mizzou, and he's going to be coaching a unit that's going to look uh, a good bit different from last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, at this point, we just need to pull up the Arkansas State coaching staff from 2010 to 2013 and just write all of those names down, no matter what they do. Because Batoon was a special teams coordinator for the Red Wolves in, in 11, I think is what it was. What did mm-hmm. I What did I look up? Yeah, special teams coordinator in 09, 10, and 11. Now he coached defensive backs too, but like his main job was the special teamer. So, like, is that who you're going to for your defensive coordinators? <laughs> but, like, you know, it's been, you know, 11 years at this point, 12 years at this point. So everyone kind of evolves in their roles. Um, the thing with Batoon is, you know, there's a lot of notable things. But with South Alabama in particular, they are Havoc Forward. That is their, that's what they like to do. And also from a scheme standpoint, um, it's tough to tell when you are on a staff, like whose influence is doing what, you know, did Kate Womack want this thing this way? Did Corey Batum want it this way? But if you look at South Alabama's depth chart, the interesting thing that sticks out to me anyway, at first blush is how they list their defensive line and how they list their linebackers. Most schools 
you know, when you look at that stuff, it's going to have like D line or maybe they pop it out to like interior lineman or edge rusher, or like maybe they list outside linebacker versus regular line, like whatever South Alabama's depth chart. If you look at it, it goes defensive tackle, nose guard bandit. And then their linebackers are Wolf middle linebacker and stain. Now, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the three, three, five. Um, it's funny because on our show last week with Hurst, I said that we've done straight man, we've done zone, and we've done, you know, kind of havocy, a havoc forward mix. And 335 is very havoc. Um, it's also a unique alignment. We have not been outside of a four down lineman front since 2016 when we tried kind of a hybrid. 3-4-4-3 kind of defense from Barry Odom's first year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is actually going to take. I don't know if, if you know, Batoon comes over here and says, all right, three down linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs, that's going to be our base. I don't know. Um, but that tends to tell you Havoc 4, like I said. And they have been a top 30 Havoc team uh, for the past three years. Uh, certainly lower than what – Mizzou has been during that time frame, but still, you know, 17, 18% as a season total. That says a lot that you're getting after it. Now it's not from the defensive line. It's the linebackers and the defensive backs, but still 18% havoc. I mean, if you're looking to replace Blake Baker and be aggressive, that's, that's kind of what you're looking for, right? Yeah. And going back to what you said at the beginning about how much of South Alabama's defensive success was, because of him or because of other things, that's what I think makes like coach of the year, coordinator of the year, like a super annoying award because it's very hard to quantify a coach or a coordinator's impact on a team or a unit. But um, if we're talking about a three, three, five, yeah, it's something that Mizzou hasn't seen in a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think back to when Mizzou's defensive line has been like the best of D line zoo. And I think of four down, like I think of four, four rushers, um, yeah. So this will this will definitely be new, especially because you look at the teams that are the last one standing in the college football playoff at the end of the year. Like all of them have really good defensive lines, and all of them usually play with four guys up front. So yeah. this is definitely going to be interesting, especially considering you look at the the depth chart for this year. There's a lot of edge rushers, yeah. um, and if you're playing a three three five, you're emphasizing you know not the edge rushers. You're emphasizing <laughs> linebackers and defensive backs, yeah. um, and I think the the thing for me about a coordinator is can you mold your scheme around the players that you are given and not try to log jam them into something that's already preset that never usually works out. Um, And looking at their depth chart next year, it's not going to be like last year where you have a, a loaded defensive line room to where you can get production out of like so many different guys, like a, a good bit of them are gone. Um, you look at like Tyron Hopper, who's like a, a havoc, like a havoc centric sheen. That's was perfect for him because yeah. he's a really good sideline to sideline linebacker. Um, Blake Baker put him in a, a great position to succeed by letting him just kind of fly around the field. Um, and then you look at the defensive back room. They had guys who you could send pressure like Ennis Rakestraw. I think a big reason why he's getting a lot of first round buzz in the NFL is because of his willingness to tackle. Uh, his open field tackling is super strong. That's not there anymore, along with Chris Abrams drain. Um, and so like the personnel is going to look different. I still think they can succeed with a, a havoc centric scheme. It's just that a lot of the guys that made it successful last year um, are not going to be there next year. So I'm just curious to see how he blends what he's bringing over from South Alabama and what he is given with Mizzou. Right. So 
on the last show, I said that I didn't think this defense was going to be very good, and that's a relative term. But you typically really good defenses, elite defenses, are powered by an experienced secondary. Mm. Missouri's not going to have that. You're also resetting your linebacking core. I know Chuck Hicks and you know Tristan Newson filled in towards the end, but you're resetting there. And really, the sneaky, quiet, successful part of the defense in the past two years has been the four interior defensive linemen who just rotated in with no drop off, and you know that was that was really it. That was the that was the glue that held everything together and let everybody do what else, what else they had to do. So you're resetting most of that. <laughs> now you could say, well, this is a perfect time to switch scheme. Because you're bringing up a bunch of young guys. Obviously, Joseph Charleston's back. Dalen Carnell's back. Your linebackers are still here. I, I understand that part. But you have most of your contributors gone. If you were going to switch up how you did something, this would be a good season to do that. Uh, there's probably not going to be a lot expected of this defense. There's going to be a lot of new faces. And now, of course, you're adding on to that a new coordinator. So, hey, sure, why not? But to your point, I mean, the, the secondary is going to be super young. So, the fact, I mean, the modern college football, you need to put, have a defense with five defense backs on the field. Whether you're a straight 4-3 like Iowa or a 3-3-5 like San Diego State, and that's your thing, at some point you are going to have four down linemen and five defensive backs as a, as a package that you run out there, regardless of what you run. So you can't escape it, is my point. But at the same time, if you have 10 defensive ends, edge rushers on the field or on your roster, and you're going to switch your scheme up. Like, are you going to move one to the outside linebacker? I mean, that that's gotta be someone who is, you know, it's not obviously not a tower, but like got some girth, but also got some speed. And, you know, Johnny Walker and Joe Moore, they're both six, two, six, three, two forty. You know, Zion young is six, six, two You're not bumping him out. He's probably going to be, you know, hand in the dirt. Austin Firestone is almost 260. Darius Smith is six, five, two forty. Um, you know, you got some guys like, Ja'Kai Lane or Serene Tunkara who are a little shorter, but like it kind of feels like the defensive ends that we have are probably more inclined to have their hand in the dirt as a traditional pass rusher. I'm not sure if you can bounce any of those guys out to like an outside linebacker type. So then you're like, well, who do we have as linebackers? And boy, bad news, guys, because it's Chuck Nitz, it's Tristan Newson. You did bring in Corey Flagg, who is a Havoc guy who's going to replace Tyron Hopper. But outside of that, uh, Nick Rodriguez, Brian Huff in their first year, Rayshon Littlejohn, who just redshirted. We're not sure how he's like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, so I don't know if they're actually going to change or not. It's a, when you look at your, you know, what you have versus what you like to do, the best coaches are going to, you know, cook with the ingredients that they have, but it is a question, uh, as far as what Corey, or yeah, Corey was to do versus how he can do it versus what is he's, we're going to be able to let him do with the pieces that we have. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think a good point you brought up a, a few minutes ago is how many like really good interchangeable defensive tackles that Muzu has had over the past couple of seasons. Like they just ate up space on the interior, and blocking that for a whole football game is really tiring, mm-hmm. especially because like Jaden Jarnigan, uh, Christian Williams, uh, like Josh Landry. Uh, yeah. Like Realist George Jr., they were so big, like and that's and just consistent too, and very very consistent. And it's not like it was one or two guys carrying the load; it was four or five guys, mm-hmm. and that is a a rarity. Like that is a privilege, and that is a, again a, a big reason why Mizzou had so much defensive success last season is just because they were able to you know make the life of the opposing offensive line very very difficult. And at least looking at on paper heading into this season. 
they don't have a bunch of guys you can interchange. Like Darius Robinson, they could kick out. Yep. I just don't know if there's another Darius Robinson on this team. So I mean, probably not. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be very difficult to replace. So there's just a lot of uncertainty. And yes. I think once spring ball comes around and um, so, like summer practices start and we see these guys move and we, we see where these guys line up, then we'll get a better answer. But for now, there's just a lot of uncertainty. So yeah. I don't want to make any bold claims just yet. Definitely not. I mean, you can sometimes you can read the tea leaves. It depends on how frisky the SID is. But if he goes out and lists you know, the linebackers as specific types of linebackers like a bandit or an LB or a bandit or specifically calls out edge versus D line. Like that might give you a little bit of an insight of where they're going to go, but it's just, there's too many factors to your point, too many new faces, a brand new guy. And there's, uh, we haven't even mentioned this, but Tune is a safety coach by trade. So very much like Blake Baker, he will, you know, coordinate the defense and, and run the safeties. They need to hire a defensive ed- line coach, probably an edge rushing coach. Um, and because Kevin Peoples has gone to LSU. Now, does that mean that they go and say, oh, well, you know, looking at what we have right now, we could just, you know, we'll just say, uh, Al Davis, now you coach the entire line and like, fig- you know, figure it out somewhere else. But I don't think that's going to be the case. They're probably looking for an actual defensive, you know, defensive end coach. And last year's defensive ends at, um, where did he go? Where was he? he was at South Alabama? There we go. God, yeah. in a weird day. Defensive ends at South Alabama were not very good. They were very young. They were not very good. So you're probably not looking there to get your guy. Uh, I don't know where you go. I do not have a Rolodex of defensive end coaches off the top of my head. Maybe Eli Drinkwitz does. Maybe we'll just go back to Arkansas State staff from 2011 and find the guy. But um, I don't know. That's that's the that's probably the first thing that Coach Platoon has to do is go find himself an edge rushing coach. Yeah, that'd be really good, especially because, again, there are so many of them and they're also very young. And that's where, again, we find it very hard to quantify how much uh, like even a position coach uh, has uh, like his impact on a room Um, since Mizzou has so many of them. um, I think yeah, I totally agree in that. I think it would be a very good idea to find a a really quality one, especially because, again, there's there's so many of them. And who he gets, that's that's also probably going to be telling on scheme and how they they Im- imagine that they're going to, this defense is going to be constructed based off of who they hire and from where. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a whirlwind, man. Uh, it's been three weeks, and you know Eli Drinkwitz likes his spring games early, so he can just focus on the portal after that. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, and, and spring doesn't really give you a whole lot of storylines. They're pretty tight to the chest on on releasing information there too so man it's a weird time it's a lot of flux and for a team that's been pretty active as far as making moves that indicate making a run for the playoff um a lot of questions on the defensive side not that's not a bad thing they can be answered but you have a ton of questions and um i don't know it feels weird yeah i love when we're here on here and our job is to analyze and our best answer is yeah i don't know (laughs) <laughs> Can happens, you imagine waking up one morning and just looking at the weatherman on TV and he's like, yeah, could rain. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm not totally sure. That's uh, that's, a, that's a little uh, that's a little unsettling if I were uh, if I were watching. But I, I really I don't have anything. Um, yeah. it, it'll just it'll just take time for us to get answers. But I am what I like is what we said at the very beginning is what you said at the very beginning. This was totally kept under like 
with like in-house. We heard nothing mm-hmm. about Corey Batoon. And I like personally, like I like the teams that I follow and I support not letting get not letting stuff get out. And under Eli Drinkwitz, that has totally been the case. They have not let a ton of stuff get out. So it's that I think that indicates a, a healthy team environment. I don't know about you, but I am personally a big fan of when leaks don't really happen. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. So we got we got all spring to figure this out. We got all summer to figure it out, and we will figure it out with you as we go along. But uh, the analysis doesn't stop here. The five year old is back once again. So we're gonna go ahead and it's time for us to go. Time for a snack, baby. We got no time to talk about this anymore. So that is gonna be our show for today. Thanks for tuning in, Quentin. Thank you for the time. You all, thank you for coming in for this emergency podcast. Five year old, thank you for not sitting in the living room watching TV. Miz, everybody. We'll talk soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more just like it beamed directly into your personal device, just click the subscribe button below. Beep. Uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, and if you like other sports, Fans First Sports Network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, whatever you want uh, to listen and, and read about. It is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks. Thanks.